shards of straw and silver clocked in till the workday is over. Time's a gentle stream, longer than it seems. Patient is the night. Starry moonlit gaze now. I know she's never late. Still anxiously I wait. Patient is the night. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Combos. Hey, y'all. Uh, we just wanted to say before we started that the holidays can be super awful. They're hard on a lot of us, especially queer folk. Um, and Thanksgiving has a terrible history, so uh, we wanted to do a holiday, kind of a Friendsgiving episode, more to spend the holidays with y'all that might be having a a hard time, Mm -hmm. and do it in a way that isn't celebrating an awful holiday. Um, yeah, so we think we have a fun episode lined up throughout, uh, December and Christmas, etc. We have a lot of fun episodes that we just want to make sure the holidays are really fun, and, uh you know, that you can spend them here with us on the show. Yeah, so thanks for listening, and thanks for spending this time with us. Yeah, thanks. Hi, I'm Ash Barker. And I'm Molly Pease. And you're listening to Combos, where every Tuesday we curate creature comforts by combining fun with food. And this week is no exception, as we're combining the great animated series Over the Garden Wall with the great holiday beverage, uh, eggnog with some booze in it. That's right. Uh, And we are both huge fans of Over the Garden Wall. We've uh, both watched it a couple of times. Uh, One of us might perhaps be a bigger fan of Boozy Eggnog than the other. Who this individual is will be revealed later in the episode. (laughs) Right. And as Molly said, yeah, huge fans of Over the Garden Wall. Um, Can't wait to talk about it in the review. But first, we're going to set up a couple things. Yeah, just get to know each other. It's yeah. like we we talk to a microphone, but do we ever talk to each other? Do we? Uh, we do. <laughs> the answer is we do. <laughs> we and do. Uh, yeah, first, kind of a more open-ended question. Open-ended question. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in the show. Uh, makes a mixtape for a girl, Sarah, that he's trying to impress and maybe. Um, have you ever made a mixtape for anybody? This is so sad, but I don't think I have. And I, I could be misremembering. Does it count if um, the person you're dating made you watch all of the John Mayer videos on YouTube? Is that the modern 20... Gosh. The modern uh, mixtape. That sounds horrible. And just for the record, that wasn't me. <laughs> no, that was that was back th- when I was straight. So that okay. was a while ago. Uh, and that was like a three-month relationship that did not go very well. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that does count for some people. Oh my gosh. But I am... Re- this is actually like all coming back to me right now. I did write that person a poem. So I never made a mixtape, but I did write them like a spoken word poem that I printed out and gave to them uh, before I left on a trip. I was a theater major. I was very dramatic. I was way, way too serious for my own good. Um, so yeah, I, so no, no good mixtape, just awful poetry and John Mayer YouTube videos. How about you, Ash? Um, gosh, I, 
I loved Windows Media Player, uh-huh. and I loved my, like, uh, you know, ancient MP3 players that could hold 30 songs. I was really big into making mixes for myself and for other people. I, I've, I made a couple, and I also liked the idea of doing art on the CDs because, I mean, who didn't see Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist? Wait, so you actually did make, like, the full, like, mix a CD for people and yeah. then make cute art on the cover? Yeah. What? I, I did uh, for people's, like, birthdays. Sometimes it would be, like, my songs, pretentious. <laughs> and other times, worst yet, uh, it would be, like, if I, if I, anytime I made somebody a mixtape and it was ten songs, four of the songs were Weezer. And yes... <laughs> Uh, for general audiences, no one really likes Weezer, but I would always put like four Weezer songs on a mix. I mean, there's nothing more romantic than El Scorcho. Of course. And the other six were OK Go songs. Uh, I had very bad taste, but, uh, you know, I did try to make that whole package. That's so cute. Do you remember the last mixtape you made? You don't have to say who it was for, but do you remember like what songs were on it? Um, and how old were you? God, I, I was probably like 20 ish uh-huh um i made some for someone's birthday i won't say their name but i did make a mix and that's the one i was thinking of where yeah like four of the songs were weezer i believe one of the songs was needing and getting by okay go that's a very good song um, that you introduced song. me to yeah uh, yeah i feel like now once you're dating and we've been dating for three years it's more just like hey listen to this song i like yeah <laughs> and i mean and it's 2019. There aren't really mixed tapes. Now people have like a Spotify playlist. Like right. you do have a feel good Spotify playlist. I do. Yeah, um, but that I made for myself. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that is the way that in modern times mixtapes exist. And uh, hey, if you want to make a mixtape for us on Spotify and send it to us, please do. You can even put maybe an episode of combos in it. <laughs> yeah, we'll share it. And we'll uh, listen to ourselves. Yeah, so it sounds like you, you actually have a lot of experience with mixtapes. Yeah, quite a bit. And I hope that uh, maybe I'll get one for upcoming Christmas. Uh, Yeah, so we should also talk about, um, so with Over the Garden Wall and Boozy Eggnog, we made our own drinking game uh, for, (laughs) to make it more fun. Uh, I will go ahead and admit that it was a little bit hard to do a drinking game with eggnog. Because why? Well, if I have to explain it, (laughs) then maybe we just have different palettes. Yeah, some people don't like the taste of eggnog. It's like I enjoy milk. I enjoy spiced milk. And I enjoy spices. Wait, you enjoy spiced milk? (laughs) Something never, no one has ever said those, that sentence. (laughs) Okay. I think I just realized that what I was trying to say is I enjoy non-boozy eggnog. But I forgot the word for it. Yeah. So I called it spice milk. Um, yeah, so I enjoy regular eggnog and I enjoy booze, but I don't know if I like the two together. I mean, the yeah. same goes with like Irish coffee and stuff. God. Where it's like just taking two things that already upset your stomach and then just like double it upset your tummy. Yeah, I, I could definitely see. I But I do love boozy coffee. I love eggnog. Um, right, but it's sharing... Yeah, so that was my my little detour. So maybe uh, if if you love boozy eggnog, then this is the drinking game for you. Oh yeah, and you can do a different thing. You could drink Pepsi Holiday Spice as a drinking game. 
Really? What's Do you Pepsi? remember Pepsi Holiday Spice? Okay, so I lived in, must have been like one of the taste markets or the taste <laughs> test hump markets. Because in Georgia, growing up uh, for the holidays for a couple of years, we had a oh. thing called Pepsi Holiday Spice that was Pepsi with... Oh, wait, no, it's not Pepsi. Yes, I, I was, was. going to say because, oh, that makes sense because Coca-Cola Company is in Atlanta. No, yeah, but, but it's, it's Pepsi. Pepsi. That's yeah. so weird that it would be in Georgia, but continue. Um, so yeah, like once, uh, I think for like two years, uh, we had Pepsi Holiday Spice, which was like Pepsi with like a pumpkin spice type oh, mix in it. Uh-huh. So it had like nutmeg and stuff and it was not good, <laughs> but I do think that it, like, I love an artistic, like artisanal soda <laughs> and why shouldn't Pepsi, Pepsi Megacorp be able to get in on that? So you can appreciate the art of it. Yeah, I can appreciate the art. And I appreciate the art of a great transition. And we're going to transition back into uh, talking about how we set up this combo. Uh, So yeah, we made some uh, very light rules, a very light drinking game for this. But feel free to make your own and please share it with us. Uh, Our rules were drink every time Greg changes the frog's name, drink whenever Molly is scared, which there were a lot of those. There were a lot of that was most well, of it. Yeah, we're going to get into that. <laughs> I, I'm very scared by this show, but I love it. Um, drink whenever they say, ain't that just the way. Uh, drink whenever you feel like it. And drink whenever a character sings. Um, yeah, and we should say uh, we both drink alcohol. Um, but if you, <laughs> if you don't drink alcohol, you can just drink normal, non-alcoholic eggnog. Yes, um, The absolutely. thicker the better. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, how did... Uh, these two things actually come together to make a great combo, which I do think it was a great combo. Oh yeah, one of our best. Yeah, but even though I wasn't crazy about the eggnog, I still appreciated just like the spices and the feeling you get from it. And we also had some pie with it, which pro tip, definitely add pie to this combo as well. Um, and yeah, it just is such a good, cozy, spooky show to watch while eating all of these like pumpkin spiced uh, pie, Thanksgiving, and Halloween flavors. Yeah, if you can't tell, we're deep in that uh, autumn nostalgia and those feelings, and we're really just trying to feel those feelings. And I think uh, we'll discuss that more in the review section. Yeah, so uh, the first thing that I I think about like doing this combo together is uh and also just like doing this podcast together is it was it allowed us to like watch something that we were both really focused on and really enjoyed uh we usually watch trash yeah we watch a lot of bad stuff (laughs) yeah like purposely bad stuff because we enjoy it and we embrace the trash and it's usually stuff that we can purposely like talk through or make fun of um but because of that it was really nice to actually watch something um, in like a comfortable silence. Like we were actually silent the whole time, mm-hmm. pretty much. Like we were just very, um, and it's like anytime you're like reading a really good novel or like watching something that's really good that really like draws you in, um, and really like takes over your attention and lets you escape into that world. Yeah. I think like it's like that active, uh, appreciate, uh, appreciating something, mm-hmm. uh, more so than just putting on something for us to talk over. I love to talk over things. And <laughs> once I've had some eggnog, watch out. But with Over the Garden Wall, I really, you just want to soak up everything. All of the voice acting and the music. Yeah. Uh, and the visuals. That's a good point too. The visuals. Yeah. There's so much going on. Um, and, and yeah, I think that's why it is really funny and kind of like, 
you wouldn't think of it because usually when you're playing drinking games it's so you can like kind of get boozy and loud and like talk through things but we were just like quietly getting drunk and watching this and yeah. sinking further into the world um yeah and i think right up top to talk about the drinking game part i think the eggnog was not that alcoholic because i drank a lot of it and uh didn't really even uh I don't think I felt it. Uh, there, there was no like uh, escalation of like my drunk drunkenness. So, right. And see, that's my issue too with most of those drinks. Is I feel like you don't get drunk. You just get like a tummy ache and a slight headache. Like it's just to hurt your body because it's just a ton of sugar. Mm-hmm. So it's like you could just eat a bag of sugar too, which would be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah. So let's uh, let's break down the review. We'll get into our favorite episode. So for you, what is your favorite episode of Over the Garden Wall? Um, my favorite episode is Chapter Five, Mad Love. Yeah. So it's where they. It's the episode where they're just like at this guy's mansion, and they don't do any transition into it. They just open up into it, which which I like, and also you have to do for like a ten minute story. And, like, basically the plot is that this guy thinks that there's a woman haunting his mansion, and then he's discovered that his mansion and his property is so big that it actually has extended into the mansion next to it. And he finds out, too, the, so the woman is not a ghost, is a real woman who just owns a mansion next to it, and she thought he was a ghost. And I just think it's, like, an idea that, like, stands alone as a really good short story, too, outside of the show. Like, it does a lot mm-hmm. to move the show forward, but also it um, hits that, like, perfect tone that the show does so well, where it's yeah. both, like spooky and creepy and horror but also comedy um and to me that episode is like one of the more comedic episodes but yeah it takes kind of this trope of like a person that's gone mad from living isolated in his castle or mansion for so long and is losing his mind and it like makes fun of like pokes fun of at it in a really funny way and there's a talking horse yeah, I think Molly pretty much nailed the description. Uh, every episode, what's great about Over the Garden Wall, it has a really uh, neat overarching story that is touched on in every episode. Mm-hmm. But every episode is also kind of a little vignette and like into a different world. Like there's a schoolhouse episode. Right. There's this episode. This episode like really is one of the weirder ones. There's one, And also one where they're on a boat with frogs. Like, every episode is, like, a 10-minute adventure into some, like, weird part of this forest that they're walking through. Right, yeah. And I always think when I watch it, like, it, it's something that I wouldn't think that I would like immediately because it plays so much on, like, art and stories from, like, the 30s, yeah. I want to say. Um, yeah, definitely just, like, the Americana. Yeah, 30s, yeah. like, early animation. Like, very early animation. And so it's not, like, a style I think I would like. It's not a type of music I think I would like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, sure. yeah it's so much. But then they make the story work, and they work in so many jokes where it's, like, oh, this is actually really good. Yeah. It's kind of, like, it's very different, but it's kind of, like, Hamilton. Why Hamilton is, where you're just taking this, like, crazy idea about like oh who could find like a a, mu- a two-hour musical about american president interesting like yeah. and it but through the music of the story it makes it really interesting yeah and it gives it like a really unique packaging but it's like really that it is like well written and yeah. funny and has great music um and some yeah. of the best voice acting um but so what was your favorite episode um my favorite episode is one of the scarier ones it's one that I think you, I do the impression a lot. 
Uh, we think it's Tim Curry, right? I, uh, I have confirmed it's Tim Curry plays the voice of Auntie Whispers. Yeah, Lana. I thought you wouldn't want me anymore, Lana. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on. Yeah, so on. Tim Curry, if you need a voice double, yes. hire me. Yeah, if they can't get Tim Curry for the sequel for any reason, please just hire Ash to do it. Yeah. That was great. Um, so this episode, they find this house and there's kind of a... Uh, there's a young girl that's very Cinderella-like. She has to clean this room mm-hmm. and... They, uh, she tells, her name's Lana, she tells the two main characters to hide, and they hide in a barrel of black turtles. Yeah. And then this big witch woman comes in, her name is Auntie Whispers, um, and she's just very creepy. The animation is really weird. Her eyes, like, the way they draw her eyes, and, like, they are always changing, like, every frame, Mm-hmm. And her teeth are, like, black and gray because she eats these black slimy turtles all the oh, time. Yeah. And I believe it's from uh, Spirited Away, right? Where they have the oh, giant yeah. witch and, like, yeah. the bad guy is more... That is so scary to me for some yeah. reason. And I think that's why I'm so scared by that episode. Yeah. Uh, just having a character that's so much larger and then their yeah. features are so much more exaggerated than all the other characters. Yeah. I, I think, like, there. yeah, it has all of this thing that's almost, like, gross out. And you think, like, it's probably the grossest the show gets. But I don't want to spoil the ending because it's probably the one... It's just such a strong episode. But I think what it does really well is it takes this very monstrous caricature type witch woman. And by the end of it, they like humanize her. Mm-hmm. And she's not even the a- antagonist overall. It, it's just really cool. I think that they were able to put some heart into it. And so it doesn't feel like a callous thing. Because I hate stuff that's just gross to be gross or... Like, oh, look how, like, messed up there. Look at look at her, like, teeth that are all, like, mm-hmm. broken and stuff. I, I think that stuff is really harmful. Mm-hmm. And if, it, if it, and especially if it isn't done with a little bit of heart. And I think over the garden wall, even in their, like, monsters and their antagonist, they're so good at, like, fully rounding them out. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. And it is a good episode, even though I wouldn't rewatch it. <laughs> yeah. And the episode has a great song, which we should... Uh, Moving a little forward, we'll we'll get into what our favorite song of the episode is. Yeah. Or a favorite song of the whole series, rather. Yeah. Um, there's like Potatoes and Molasses, which is a great song. There's the song in this episode, which is about boats. And yeah. it's a duet with it's... Elijah Wood. And Yeah, that's probably actually one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite song. Um, my favorite? I think the one that like it just seems kind of ethereal to me uh-huh. and I love it every time I hear it it's not one of the singles if you like the bigger ones that people talk about uh but it's the, in in a uh, Greg's dream he has this uh-huh. dream and there's a marching band and then they're they're just like it's like this children's choir so it's kind of like right. off pitch singing of like everything is perfect all the time right um it's a great song but I think uh we should talk about that episode Oh, yeah. Uh, There's this weird dream episode where Greg falls asleep in the woods. It's towards the end of the series. I think it's episode eight. I legitimately, like, blacked it out of my memory. I had no memory of that episode. Like, Ash was like, oh, this one's coming up. And I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And I feel like it is just such a disconcerting episode. Yeah. Like, uh, it does, I feel like that episode is too weird. Yeah. To watch, <laughs> where it makes because uh, they this there's 
like leaning the most heavily into early animation in it. So it has mm-hmm. like a weird framing where there's it's surrounded by like a black framing and the um show is then just like a circle in the middle of the TV. Yeah. And it's just so like um dissociative, which yeah. it's supposed to be. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. I think it's effective in like making it seem like a dream and more importantly, like it's a point where they're talking about like hope and like in despair and it shows Greg's dream where he goes into this dream and his dream of course is very like outlandish and out happy mm-hmm. but the whole show has that sort of like sadness to it even mm-hmm. whenever it's happy so it's it's very weird it is very strange no for sure and it does like as you said like it almost achieves it too well yeah. where you're like I this is too much like what dreams are really like yeah and uh yeah so it's it's really fun i know molly i think that's the one the, a very divisive episode for us yeah same with the ringing of the bells one it is super important to the story and does a really good job moving us into like the the final part of the story and the climax yeah. which uh obviously we didn't talk about the over this isn't a review podcast in the sense that we're going to break down everything. If you haven't seen Over the Garden Wall, you should watch it. And hopefully we didn't spoil the best bits of it. Um, it's just a great show. There's even like a comic series as well that ran after the show. I think it's still running. Yeah. And what we touched on here is just like a very, you know, small details. Like you definitely have to watch the whole thing through to take it in. And yeah, let us know what you think about it. Yeah. Um, so rating wise, I do think... Five out of five Pepsi Holiday Spices. <laughs> I'm going to give it three out of three nogs. We're back from a short little break, and I have been preparing a secret bit. <gasps> gasp, wow, gasp. Shock and awe. Uh, so this is a um, segment that I wrote that Ash does not know about. It's a new segment. Uh, we don't have any old segments yet. We haven't repeated anything. Yeah. We only have new segments. And it's a segment that I like to call the most dangerous dating game. Okay. That's right. So on the most dangerous dating game is a segment where a someone who you are dating asks you a series of questions. Okay. And in this case, it's a uh, series of facts. Uh, and the fact is either going to be about me, your girlfriend, or a true fact about turkeys. Okay. <laughs> and so you have to listen to these facts, and then you have to tell me if you think it is a fact about me, your girlfriend, or a turkey. Does that sound good? Uh, yes. Okay. Any questions before we uh, start? No, it's just either going to be you or a turkey. Yes. Okay. And they're all true facts. And any questions from the listeners? Great. Not yet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, first fact Do you think this is about me or a turkey? Okay. It is just a big chicken. Uh, that's a turkey. That one's me. Okay. All right. Uh, maybe I'll do better on this next one. All right. Its gender can be determined from its droppings. That one is probably you. Thank you. That is me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As a, a female, my poop is shaped like a J. Okay. That's why I leave them in the toilet for you. Can I ask why? (laughs) Um, just, I, that is one thing that turkeys and I both have in common, actually. Does a female turkey poop a J poop? Yes. Really? Because its anus is shaped differently than a male turkey's anus. 
That's beautiful. <laughs> Gender is beautiful and wild, y'all. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you're one out of two. Let's see if you can knock this last one out of the park. This creature has been praised by Benjamin Franklin for being a more respectable bird than the bald eagle. Uh, I'm going to say that one That one definitely sounds like a turkey. That one is me. Wow. That Fuck. one's me. I'm sorry. As, you know, he like Benny Franklin. He likes to call me a bird. He calls most women birds. That's true. Says, that bird over time. there, majestic. That's problematic. It sounds like, I mean, it, it sounds was. like, yeah, but you didn't <laughs> mind at the time because he also was praising you. Yeah, no, he's a good friend, so it was Now, fine. this one I get confused every year. Did President Obama pardon a turkey or you? Oh, that's a good question. It was a turkey. Okay, so you're still... I was closer friends with President Benjamin Franklin than Barack Obama. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. We're learning so much in this segment. We are. You could say it's the most educational game. (laughs) So maybe we'll bring it back again, but thank you for joining us for The Most Dangerous Dating Game. Thanks for listening to this episode of Combos. I hope you had fun and I hope you learned something about uh, turkeys and Molly. (laughs) (laughs) We're very similar creatures. Uh, And yeah, if you have an idea for a combo or anything that you want to hear on the show, um, you can leave us a voicemail on anchor.fm backslash combos and we'll maybe play it on the show. Or you can also email us at combospodcasts at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at combospodcasts if you're not already. We post a lot of really fun pictures, especially on our Instagram. Yeah, Molly's been really great about uh, taking pictures of us doing the combos and stuff, stuff that will really add to the overall experience um and uh we'll give you kind of the resources for the episode you can watch over the garden wall on hulu you can find a lot of the music and the full songs on youtube actually under the cartoon network channel it's really great if you like any of the songs sometimes they get cut off in the episodes yeah i know they actually have the like four sarah mixtape and i think it's on spotify and it has all the songs on it. that's awesome yeah and Uh, so we'll try to post links to that as well um we got our boozy eggnog from trader joe's uh, and it was pretty good. Yeah, for $8, I would say I almost bought it again because I really, really liked it. Yeah, and it was only $8, which is, um, I mean, that's cheaper than most wine. Yeah, but you could probably make your own by buying eggnog and then a couple different types of rum, etc. Yeah, if you want uh, to be more boozy. Yeah, I think you could probably make a great home-brewed uh, eggnog booze drink. Yeah, if you have any good recipes for that and want to share it with us, we're always... Love to share recipes and stuff on our Facebook as well. Yeah, and we'll definitely... We, I, I know me personally, I, I want to get more into making things here, like making maybe like a mixed drink uh, from stuff, just random stuff. I would like to start make, creating those type of things at home instead of buying them from, say, Trader Joe's. Um, okay, uh, yeah, last thing. The theme music is by me, Ash Barker, and Evelyn Landau. Um, you can find more of Evelyn's music on Spotify under Evelyn Landau. And the album, her most recent album, I believe, is The Mirror Thin. It's really great. Uh, Definitely check out her music, support her. You can support us again at anchor.fm backslash combos. You can sign up for a monthly donation and help us offset the cost of uh, eggnog. 
Yeah, and also I wanted to talk about uh, this week about something really cool that we did two weeks ago. If you made it this far in the episode, hopefully it's something that you'll be interested in. Uh, we made a short film last year called Eat Rich, um, which we're, you know, we have no mind to plug because this is like a new podcast. But yeah. if you're interested at all, you can find it at Eat Rich Film on Facebook and Instagram to learn more. It's a really fun uh, horror comedy short film we did about uh, trans zombies, about like a trans woman who becomes a zombie and has to uh, find her first human meal. Uh, and we got to speak to a Pride Alliance at a college about oh, yeah. the film last week. Um, and it was a super fun experience to meet uh, new folks. And uh, thanks, Katie, for hooking that up if you're listening to Convos. Yeah. Um, yeah and it was so just we, a lot of fun, a great experience. It was so good. And they were, and yeah, they said they were listening to Convos too. So we wanted to say hi to them, hi to the Pride Alliance. Um, and if you're listening and have any connection to a college, and or like college, university, or anywhere that's like an LGBTQ meeting group that has like the ability to screen things. Uh, if you're in or around Chicago and want to have us come and talk to your your Pride Alliance, to your film class, to your LGBTQ meetup group, yeah, um, yeah we're down to do it. We love to yeah. come and, and talk to people and show the film if we can. Yeah, and just contact us. We'll make If you want to see the film, we'll make sure we can get that to happen. Um, it's really great, and we want more people to see it. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield and Jelly Donuts. Yeah, have a cozy rest of your week. <laughs>